Hello everybody, Gary Stuckey here. Got another great episode, another interview, that's right, with the man, the myth, the legend. He just had a birthday. He's amazing. Yes, right. Dean Castronovo is here. So stick around. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Real Music. I'm Gary Stuckey. And what a treat it was for me to talk to Dean Castronovo. You know him from Bad English, Hardline, Journey, uh, Revolution Saints, and of course Dead Daisies as the drummer. And he also sings. Amazing guy. And I had so many questions and I forgot half of them. Even though I'd written them down because I was just excited uh, to talk to him. And... uh you know, he's so full of energy, and we laughed the whole time, and I had a great time. I hope D.D. is not mad at me for keeping him away from doing his job while they were supposed to be moving. And uh, so forgive me, D.D. And, uh, well, here you go, Dean Castronovo. Okay, Dean Castronovo, how's it going? Is it is going well, my friend. I, I'm I'm in the process of moving into a new home with uh, with Dee Dee. We're getting our uh, stuff together and putting everything in. Uh, uh, we got stuff going in storage and a bunch of other stuff in the moving trucks. And yeah, so I, I this is good, man. I get I get out and I don't have to do anything. I guess oh, I have to do a podcast, honey. You can <laughs> give podcast. me a few minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's gonna See, be about a half an hour. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting you in trouble already. That's rough. Yes, yeah, so all it's all good, Gary. You're the man. You're the man. Thank you. That's all I can say. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the check is in the mail. The check is in the yes, mail. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's it. Okay, oh, so you're moving right now. You know, so how has this COVID mess been treating you? Oh, brother. Well, you know, the masks, of course, and um, the hand sanitizer. And and my wife, I mean, Dee Dee's got, um, she's got a, a compromised immune system. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, so when this all went down, dude, literally we both did not leave the house except to go to the pharmacy to get you know her prescriptions right and uh to the gas station to get gas i mean i had groceries delivered i'm like i'm not i'm not doing this because if she gets it she's got um uh this disease called bronchiectasis which is a, a, a lung disease wow. and so if she caught this literally it would she would die it would oh, kill man me. so i'm like okay and she was worried like don't tell you that you shouldn't go anywhere i'm like you're right honey so i was hand sanitizing even before they they were making us wear masks all the time i was wearing masks wow. so you know, it is what it is. I'm sad that we can't tour. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's we've been off the road. I mean, the Dead Daisies have been off for a year and a half now. We wow. we ended our tour December 18th of 2018. So we've been off this whole time. And we were supposed to start rehearsals um, April 15th, about the same time Journey was, almost the day to the day. Really? And, uh, yeah, and it, it was like it was over. It was like once this hit, everything shut down. It was like, well that's done so i've been doing you know the social media stuff for the dead daisies and but you've got new music coming out with those guys though right yep oh and yeah new videos coming out oh dude it's, it's really proud of it just the just having glenn in the band uh, i love marco and, and um johnny to death i mean they were brothers they are still brothers to me uh but when glenn came in he definitely he made us all everybody in the band step up yeah you know, i mean you have to it's a, he's a rock and roll hall of fame inductee number one exactly he's a legendary singer and bass player you he better sure have is. your crap together right so yeah it's the record came out really good i'm excited for you dig it. that's What's awesome that? i'm excited for you i'm i'm Dude, it's gonna be great man. you'll dig it 
Awesome. Um, so that's what's going on. And uh, so I guess I'll back up and just, since this is a podcast and inquiring minds want to know everything, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm cool. Okay. Uh, so when did you start playing drums exactly? I'm not telling you that. Come on, tell me, doggo. <laughs> hey, I'll move a couch for you. Hey, you know that big piece of furniture in the corner? Uh, I got it. <laughs> I love you. I love you. See, I, yeah, oh, that's a really question. No, I'm not, I can't answer that one. <laughs> I can, I can, j- just that one, not the other. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, don't I answer that. I started at six, bro. I, I was six, six years old. old. When, yes, when I started, uh, my, I was, they, they had prescribed me Ritalin because I was hyper. No. But, uh, you're hyper? No, dude, yeah, six, no, no, not at all. No, I'm no. a nice, calm, mellow gentleman. You are just shy. <laughs> so, as a kid, I guess I was driving everybody nuts. So, of course, back then in the in the um, late 70s, yeah, or late uh, 60s, early 70s, they were right. prescribing Ritalin. I was six, oh. seven years old, and they gave me this stuff, and I, my mom, just she noticed a change. I could tell. Uh, I just, it was, I was like a zombie. I mean, it was just like, you know, walking around like a zombie, no energy, nothing just really kicked me in the teeth. Yeah. And, um, she took me off of it. She's like, I'm, I'm not, I don't like this. This is not my dean. This is not who he is. Took me off it. And I went through like drug withdrawals, bro. Like a drug addict. I was, Jeez. I was puking, crying, throwing up. I mean, it was, it was, it was bad. So she's like, you know what? He always wanted to play drums. Just give him a drum set. And dude, I never looked back. I was like, that's what I'm doing. And I, I mean, even when I was like 13, 14, 15, and my dad's like, oh, you, you can't do this for a living, honey. Come on, son. You can't. I'm like, dad. I mean, it was in one ear and out the other, bro. Right. I knew that I knew that I knew that this is what I was going to do the rest of my life. And I just plowed through. So, yeah, I was a youngster, young, young kid. And it worked out for you, I guess, right? So the far. Drumming? So far. As the, maybe you, maybe you'll make yet. it one day. Maybe someday. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the beauty is, man, through the grace of God, I've gotten through a lot of stuff. And, and he's, he's, you know, he's really giving me an amazing career. I could stop right now and be extremely proud of what I've Amen. accomplished in Christ, man. It's been incredible. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, testimony you have. Um, yeah, bro. So, uh, who were your musical influences growing up? Wow. Well, lots of them, bro. I mean, for drummers at first it was Peter Chris. I mean, I saw oh, kiss yeah. at eight, nine years old. I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this. I mean, I, I wanted to be in kiss, but I'm right. terrible in spandex. So that wasn't going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was Kiss first, and then Rush, the incredible, oh. uh, iconic Neil Peart. May he rest in peace. Yes. Uh, missing oh, big man. time. Um, what a guy! Uh, and then it was it was Steve Smith, bro. I mean, I, I listened to Captured and was like, "Who is this that's, guy?" That's it. That's and the album. That? Oh, that is it. Dude. Yes, dude. I mean, his drum solo. I was like, oh, man. I, and I tried my best <laughs> to learn every lick that he had and of course i didn't read music so i did and i so i'd have to and we didn't have videos back right, then that you, right. like turn on youtube i had to listen to the record over and over to try and figure out what he was doing that's crazy you know, stuff I, yeah. oh dude yeah and then of course uh, terry bozio is a huge oh. huge influence then i got into metal drummers i got a dave lombardo yeah you know guys like that um uh, lars ulrich uh, yes. a lot of the early metal drummers those were my guys so well you you said you like kiss did you how did you like uh, eric carr uh, oh, dude. Kiss. I mean, I loved Cause, Peter. Cause Peter it, was great. Yeah. But Eric, dude, Eric brought fire that's to what, that band, dude. That's what, yeah. when I'm thinking about, when I think of your playing, see, which yeah. I like, I'm a big Kiss fan too, but and I like awesome. Peter Chris, but I'm thinking Eric Carr, though. You oh, remind yeah, me you know, of he, him because he's yeah. just, he brings the fire and the he, explosion is what I call it. He just explodes. Yeah. Dude, he played the drums. It wasn't just a 2-4 <laughs> drum that's beat. It. That's that it. That boy. Played. He was and playing. He played hard oh, and he man. played loud and he gave kick 
Kiss a boost in the butt oh, that man. they sorely needed, bro. They really needed. I mean, Peter was was good for what he did, and and I will always, you know, he's still an influence. Yeah. But man, when Eric came, it was like, oh, he has double bass. Oh yeah, I mean, come on, creatures of the night. Thank you very oh, much. Yes. Good night. That's it. That was the it. end. The end. That was. Oh, oh man. God, dude. That was it for me. I was like, okay, this is a drummer. <laughs> well, spe- Not a timekeeper. This is a drummer. Well, speaking of which, I mean, like I said, you remind me of his playing. I mean, he, he's just on fire. But how do you sing like that and play well, like that? Because I don't that know was, anybody like you. I mean, honestly, oh, I, I mean, I'm not trying to make your head get big. I'm just saying. Oh, like, it can't be big. Dino <laughs> will just knock it right down. It's just popping with the pin. Doink. No, you know, dude, I, you know what it was for me. I didn't start singing until I was 11, and um, it was I was playing with guys that were 23, 24, and I remember Don Palmer, the guitarist I was in uh, in the band I was in called The Enemy. Mm-hmm. He brought over Infinity, and it was a lot of day. And he was like, dude we're going to learn this song. And, and you, he, he did, he said this, he goes, dude, you haven't reached puberty yet. You should be able to hit this stuff. <laughs> and he only brought over the disc. So I was listening to it going, man, that girl is an amazing singer. I <laughs> thought also it was a girl. I had no idea until it gave me the album cover. I was like, it's a guy. And his name is Steve Perry. And he's freaking <laughs> amazing. And, and so from then on, it was like Steve Perry was a God to me. I mean, best singer of all time. I did my best to try and emulate him because he was the best. You know, there's a lot of metal guys later on that I listened to, like, you know, Ronnie Dio was a big influence, oh, uh, Rob Halford, guys like that. But Steve Perry was it for me. I mean, it was like, Pfft. so I ended up buying all the records after that evolution, <laughs> you know, departure, all of them. Right. And, um, you know, learned it from there. But that's, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. Like I said, it's a gift from God, dude. And I, I definitely don't. Uh, I don't take it for granted. I'm very fortunate. Even though I sound like I gargle with Drano, I'm grateful that I can sing clear pretty yeah, you, much unless I've destroyed it, you know? You stopped so. the Drano years ago. A lot of people. <laughs> the stuff is so good, it's like bath salt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that went in kind of a creepy don't, little direction, didn't it? <laughs> don't, don't try this at home, kids. No yeah, Drano. I'm not gonna, I won't yep. eat anybody's face off. I just not my thing. I, I do the bath salts sparingly. Really? Do you have like the little cute bubbles and this? Do you do you steal these these stuff? Oh, of course. And do you, you smell like uh, fresh cut flowers or something? Oh yes, I smell like roses and tulips, brother. <laughs> That's gonna be on my mind forever. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's seared in, sadly. <laughs> what uh, what was your uh, what was your first drum set? Did you have a big oh. drum set or what? What kind was it? Well, the very, 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 very first one was, um, and this is no kidding, it was uh, bought at True Value Hardware, cool. and it was called Mickey Beat, and it had Mickey Mouse on the front, oh. like as a band leader, and it had Donald Duck, and Pluto, and Minnie Mouse, and all of them were on the bass drum awesome. and I got that for my sixth birthday. Wow. And I remember it, too, because within, <laughs> I think it was within a half an hour of getting it, I broke the head. First thing, oh, just broke it. Of course. That's, so it's like, okay, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> But my, my first professional drum set uh, was um, a Rogers, okay. and it was a cool a black Rogers kit, cool. uh, five-piece, and um, yeah, dude, I wish I still had that drum set. I wish I did. It was That was my very first real drum kit, and that I was, I think I was, let me think, how old was I? I think I was eight, wow. seven or eight when I got that, because then they started me, you know, after the six-year-old Mickey B drum kit, I had a snare drum, and I was taking lessons learning rudiments. 
yeah. you know, on, on just the snare drum. And then I got my first real drum kit, my Rogers kit. And, and yeah, oh, that was great. I think awesome. I was, yeah, nine, eight or nine when I got that. Wow. You should show up yeah. one day with the Dead Daisies with a Mickey Mouse drum set. And just start. <laughs> It just, it's like it, Mike Portnoy with the, the Hello Kitty drum. Oh, yeah. Freaking, <laughs> right. He kicks ass on it. He's like, See, okay. there you go. It, yeah, it's, what do they say? It's not the arrow, or it's not the, um, it's not the arrow, it's the Indian. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. See, I mean, you should do Mike, that. Mike can play on, on, you know, cups and saucers and sound incredible. That's it. You know, it's just it's very cool. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Okay, so what uh, what was the name of your first band that you were in? Okay, that was the Enemy. That was the Enemy. I, that no, was no. it. My very first band was Stratus. Stratus. S T R A T U S. Stratus. And uh, we even had T-shirts, man. Oh, wow. We had T-shirts back in the seventies where they had those T-shirt shops and you could put stuff on. We had T-shirts that Stratus. Stratus. And we were cool. <laughs> that was my first kind of band it was just some kids from school and and we played kiss songs and and it was fun and then my my kind of better band was a band called the enemy with um, a bass player in town in salem here called named rick bartell and uh, john jacmo you gotta look up that kid i will dude he's when we got him, it was a game changer because he was like Alan Holdsworth, oh, and he was only like 16. I'm not joking. Geez. I'll spell his name for you after the, the uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I want to look Dude, up. he's unreal. It'll blow your mind. It's like listening to John McLaughlin or Al Miola. I mean, fast, just like lightning. Like, Ingve thought he was fast. Really? This kid was fast before Ingve was even born. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Crazy. Amazing. I, I will look that so, up. I will look that up. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you the, the, the way he spells his name. Well, I'll just do it. J A C. Q-U-E-M-O-U-D, Jacmo. 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 And dude, John, J-O-N, Jacmo. And it was like... Everybody looked that up. Yeah. Dude, yeah. You'll blow your mind. He was faster than Ingve before Ingve. I don't even think Ingve was born. This was like 1978, 79 maybe. Wow. Oh, yeah, dude. Just a freaking monster. It was unreal. (laughs) Finding him was like, and we found him in Las Vegas, believe it or not. So we flew him up from Las Vegas to live in Oregon with us, and, and we started this band. And we were like a progressive. We were like Rush. It was cool. We got to open up for Boyster Cult and oh, Foghat wow. when I was 16 years old. Wow. Yeah, dude. I didn't know. Big shows. Did like four or five shows with him. Man. It was incredible. I bet. A lot of yeah. people can't say that. 16 years no, old. No. And I, oh, dude, I remember before the first performance, I was in the bathroom throwing up. I was so nervous. Oh. I'm not joking. Never forget it, dude. I was so what? nervous. It was, was the Riddlin. The Riddlin was. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, dude. It was the it was the bath salts. Come on. I oh, mean, it was it was the Drano. What was it? The yes. <laughs> <laughs> so back then, I was I was in the enemy. I was playing drums and lead singing. Oh man. So and we were doing all originals. We weren't doing you know rush covers and stuff like that. We were writing our own stuff, and it was. Dude, it was a great band. Rick Bartell on bass. The kid from he's from Salem as well. Monster bassist. Um, R I K. Is his first name B A R T E L? That kid could play as well. He had a Rickenbacker like Getty Lee, and oh, he just—he was monster. They, they were the cream of the crop of, of this area. I mean, we nobody touched us. It was freaking awesome. Are there any recordings out there that uh, nothing, nothing at all, nothing. not even? No, we little... did recordings. We did, we actually did recordings and stuff, but they were just little demos. We were trying to get a record deal, and you know, and of course, you know, we didn't know anybody. We didn't know how to do it, so we just go in and record. But yeah, it was nothing that was that was really, really going to take off. It was really progressive stuff. Right. So, you know, and then I ended up going from them to a band called Wild Dogs, the metal band, Wild Dogs. The, the lead singer saw me with the enemy playing a club and recruited me to play in Wild Dogs. And that's when things really started taking off. 
And then before you know it, you were with Bad English. So how did Bad English come about? Well, that was, I, the cool thing was when I was in Wild Dogs, Mike Varney was the president of Shrapnel Records at the time. And he was looking for shredding guitarist. And Jeff, the guitarist for Wild Dogs, was a shredder and a half. Jeff Horton, monster player. And um, so the, the, the um, president of, of Mike Varney was like, dude, I want to get you playing on some of these shredders you know records would you do that I'm like, of course so i started playing my first gig was with tony mccalpine who's a monster guitarist monster keyboardist and uh from there neil discovered me i was actually in rehearsals with with tony in san francisco and neil i walked in for rehearsals and there was neil playing with tony and mark robertson the keyboard player and they were just you know jamming and stuff and right. i just stopped i was like and I'm, I'm serious. I'm like, oh, my freaking God. It's Neil Sean, it's Neil Sean from Journey, who I have loved since I was 11 years old. Yeah, so I'm freaking out. I get behind the kit. And he's like, hey, man, uh, what would you do to this song? And he started playing some original stuff. And I started playing along to it, just goofing around. And he goes, you know the Journey stuff, man? It's, do, do I know the Journey <laughs> stuff? No, oh, yeah, dude. It was, <laughs> it was unreal. It was unreal. We did like Stone in Love oh, and wow. Escape, and it was just, I knew them all. So, anyway, we get done, and Neil walks out. Nice jamming with you, man. He walks out, and I'm looking at my drum tech going, dude, I just jammed with Neil Sean. I just <laughs> played crazy. with Neil Sean. And he's like, I know, man. Isn't that the coolest thing ever? Oh, my God, that's the coolest thing. <laughs> 15 minutes later, door opens, and there's Neil with his head popped in. He goes, hey. And he's, you know, doing the finger thing. Come here. And I, and I did. I turned around, looked at my tech, like, is he talking to me or you? <laughs> I did. I was freaking out. He goes, no, man, come here. He takes me out into his Testarossa. We thought that and another thing. Like, oh my God, I'm sitting in a Testarossa with Neil Schultz. <laughs> okay. And uh, he starts playing these demos. He goes, what do you think of this stuff? And I said, oh, bro, it's unreal. He goes, well, I'm doing, a, I'm going to do a solo record. I'd love you to play on it. I'd love for you to play. I'm like, oh, blah, 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 blah. yes, please. <laughs> okay, so. A couple of weeks go by, and I, I keep calling, saying, "Hey, dude, you know, leaving messages and stuff." He wouldn't answer the phone. He had the old messaging machines. And one day he picks up, and or no, one day he calls me while I'm in Oregon here with my first wife. He goes, "Hey, man, it's Neil Sean. You remember me?" I'm like, "No, I don't remember you." <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> I, Neil I, Sean. He goes, "I'm not doing the solo record. I'm actually going down to L.A. to uh, to audition, basically." for this new band, the, the super group, Bad English. Well, it wasn't Bad English then. We didn't have a name. So uh, he goes, you want to come down? I'll fly you down, pay expenses, come down and audition. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I had to tell Tony, hey, dude, I'm going to audition for Bad English. And um, he was like, oh, I understand, man. You got to do what you got to do. I fly down, and I start playing. And the first day, they're like, you know what? We're going to work with this for a little while. Let's just see how it goes. We're going to stay here keep you here for a week so i was like oh my god i had no clothes i only thought it was a day so i had to have my wife ship down a bunch of clothes you know because i had nothing but what i had on right and um after about five days john Waite wasn't sure because my time at that time bro as a drummer was all over the map i was a metal drummer right. i didn't i wasn't a pocket drummer right uh so after gosh four days of it they wouldn't tell me if i had gotten the gig or not they wouldn't let me know and uh, I finally, believe it or not, and Neil will, will attest to this, I went, you know what, guys? I don't think I'm the right guy for this. I, I, you know, I was so nervous and so sick to my stomach because they wouldn't tell me if I had it or not. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I just want to go home. And Neil was like, you're effing up, bro. What are you doing? Said, Dude, I've been, at, I've been here for four days now, and, and nobody is telling me if, if I got the gig or not. I've never done a four-day audition before in my life. You know, I've never done any auditions, actually. <laughs> So he's like, you're effing up, man. 
you're effing up. What are you doing, man? I said, I think this is the best thing to do, Neil. So I fly home, and every day Neil calls me. Bro, it's not happening. We tried out three other guys today. It's not happening, man. I'll keep you in the loop. I'll keep you posted. After about the fifth day of Neil calling every day going, it's not happening, man. You know, <laughs> I get the call from John Kane. He goes, okay, bro, you're in the band. You got the gig. But I want you to go get a Dr. Beat, which is a, a little metronome, electric metronome. Right. And he goes, I want that to be your best friend. Sleep with it. Shower with it. Go to parks with it. Seriously, he was saying that. I wanted, I want you to listen to that thing night and day and practice to it, and that's where I gained my 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 sense of time was learning that thanks to John Kane, you know. Um, and you know there was Bad Eagles, there I was off and running. Wow, that's now a, that's a story. That's 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 a cool story. I you know I did not know all that. That uh, so uh, so then after Bad English, of course, Hard Line. Yep. And that, and you know, and, and I remember, I guess I've been, I've been a fan of yours now for 32 years, man. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time, but, uh, oh, dude, but, but, but bad English. And I, and I remember, and I love the hair back in the day. The oh, dude, hair. did I have the freaking poodle? You, the what? you were cool. I had the poodle. You had the poodle. It, I, I, yeah. I, I think I saw Neil Pettit one time. No, I just, <laughs> And he gave me a dog treat because I turned around yeah, and that's played right. dead. That's right. You started panting. And, <laughs> no. Uh, but then you, uh, and, and I was thinking about this. You went from uh, bad, bad English to Hardline, which is awesome yep. band. I remember Can't Find My Way. I remember hearing yes. it on the radio and going, I yep. love this band. And I said, that guitar yeah. sounds familiar. So I went, <laughs> and I went to the, uh, I think Walmart or something, and I, I saw Hardline. And I'm like, who is this? Uh-huh. And I looked in the magazine. That's Neil Sean. And yeah. there's the there's Dean Castronovo. I didn't know, you know. I'm like, oh, I know that guy. Band <laughs> English. Yeah. And uh, so, um, so how was that band? Was that it was Bad English and, and Hardline? What kind of differences did you have in those bands? Well, you know, for me, it was it was more of a rock thing, obviously. And Neil had total control. Where with Bad English, she was just one of the three partners, you know. And me and Ricky were side guys. So Neil had control. He he co-produced it with a guy named Tony Phillips. And he was dating Johnny and Joey, Gioelli's sister, uh, wow. Dina. So, and that's how, and we heard the songs. We're like, this stuff is great. You know, the, the sad part about that band, which breaks my heart, dude, had it been five years earlier, yeah. had we been doing that in like 1986, yeah. Yeah. 87, it would have been massive. Would have been massive. But it was 1992. Yeah, and uh, the greatest the greatest grunge band of all time, Nirvana, came out and destroyed all of us, and which was a good thing. Yeah. The, the record, the music industry needed it, you know. It, so um, it purged all that music, which was, you know, I mean, we couldn't get arrested after that. So Neil, <laughs> thankfully, took me everywhere he went. Yeah, he was like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he did. He was like, you know what, man? Hardline's done. I want you to come with me to play with Paul Rogers. So I went and played with Paul for two tours, two years. And then Ozzy called, and then that was three years with Ozzy, and um, and then a stint with uh, Bosco Rossi in Italy, uh, an Italian artist wow. who's like the Bruce Springsteen of Italy. I mean, he plays only in Italy, and he does about oh I don't know 100, 150,000 people a night. It's massive, Jeez. stadiums, bro, soccer stadiums. Really? It was amazing, greatest gig I'd ever had. And then Neil, of course, ninety eight recruited me for Journey, and that was it, bro. I was on my way. Well. Well, how was I was I want to ask you this about how was it uh, working with uh, Ozzy? Hmm. Ozzy was um, interesting. 
That's, that's, let's just put it that way. He was he was great, and I loved working with him. Yeah. But of course, you know, Sharon ran the show, and Sharon. it was kind of hard for me because I mean, it wasn't hard. She was just tough, and right. I wasn't used to people being that way to me. You know what I'm saying? So it was um, it was interesting. I had a great time. I did the Osmosis record, and I did the South American tour, and then I um, I ended up doing a solo record with Geezer Butler, and awesome. um, once yeah, and I guess uh, Sharon wasn't really happy about the fact that we weren't loyal to Ozzy, so both of us, Geezer and myself, both got canned. Oh. So <laughs> you know, so that was it, uh, and we started doing GZR, which was his metal band. Which was really killer stuff. Awesome. Amazing, really like powerful, heavy, 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 heavy. Uh, we had Burton Bell from Fear Factory singing, which was just you know he's one of those. Oh, you know he was just un freaking real. And exactly. we did that record. We did a tour opening for Corn. Believe it or not. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we did that, and and then you know that was that was just before, just before the Vasco Rossi thing. So you know, yeah, it was interesting. Ozzy was fun. I loved being there, man. And he actually you know stuck up for me. Uh, when when the producer was like, ah, he can't play very good, and I'm, I was like, that's my drummer. He's not. You're not replacing him. That's my drummer. He already had so, it in his mind. You know, yeah, which was really cool. So, you know, very nice, very cool. Awesome. Hey, but yeah. you, know, you know, Ozzy. When Ozzy comes on my, my TV, uh, uh, the closed captioning automatically comes on. You know, whatever. He, mm-hmm. I mean, just saying. <laughs> 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 I was like, I, 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 yo, Sharon, I, yeah, yo, yo. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. And no, dude, that was pretty much it. But what a lovable guy, man! I, I like what, it. You know, he's, a, he's a, iconic. You he's know? so cool. I mean, I like him. Oh yeah, I, his music. Is we awesome. had a great time with him, man. He was funny, man. That guy is freaking funny. <laughs> He'd just keep us in stitches, just stupid little things. I remember one time I was doing this fusion beat, this fusion drum beat. Before he walks in, he walks in, he goes, "Dane, no fusion." <laughs> like he's the metal guy, you know? Like, yes, sir. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes boss. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> The king has spoken. Yeah, right. Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. You know when Ozzy spoke? You listened. <laughs> it was great. That's right. That's right, Sharon. Um, yes. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I remember this very well. In, you said in 1998, you know, with the thing with Steve and Journey, you know, and I was yeah. hoping they could work things out. Yeah. We all were. And and then I walked yeah. into, I don't know if I heard the single yet um, from Journey. Uh, remember me? Remember me? The Armageddon yeah. soundtrack. I think I went to Walmart. I was always in Walmart. I'm a Walmart Dude, fan. Dude, Walmart was the place to get records. You it was get them it. Cheap. I love. I yep. stayed in there in the in the music section. But uh, <laughs> and uh, I saw the cover. It's uh, Armageddon soundtrack, and it said featuring uh, Journey, and it said something like Steve Algeri, Steve Algeri, yeah, and, and, uh, and Dean Castronovo. Uh-huh. I, I was like, well, I guess they got rid of Steve uh, Perry and uh, Steve Smith. Yeah, but well, I'll, the thing was, is, yeah. is Smith was still in the band, but when Perry quit and we got on Jerry, Smith was like, well, this is going to ruin our catalog. Yeah. We, you know, having a new singer without Steve Perry, this band's going to die. So he quit. He didn't He's like, I'm out. Make it. Yeah, he did. Well, and it took us a long time, bro. We had to work our tails off to even, you know, I mean, I remember the first shows with Steve and Jerry. They were 1,500 seat halls, right? Yeah. 2,000 seat halls. And there may be four or 500 people there. Wow. Okay. And, and I remember John Kane saying, dude, we've got to, we've got to re-educate the public. They haven't seen us in, you know, 20 years since 86. It's here it is, 97. It's been 10 years. He goes, we got to re-educate them. And it took us a while. It took us about, let me see, 98, 99. But, well, I would say 99 
and 2000 is when we started picking up steam. It took us two years probably to, you know, and playing these small places and the fans like going, Oh yeah. Right. And hearing out Jerry's voice and going, son of a gun. Right. It sounds like journey. Well, and that's, that was what it was, it you know? Yes, um, it did. And, and Stevie sounded amazing, man. Amazing. You it, know, I was, you know, and, and here's the deal, you know, which I do the, you know, YouTube channel and, and people are like, if it's not Steve Perry, I don't like Journey, yada, yada, yada. Right. But I'm thinking, well, these right. guys, these Steve Algeri's an awesome singer. He was with Tall Stories. I loved him then. I used to think he's Dude, like me Steve too. Perry. That's where we found him, Gary. <laughs> That's how Neil and I remembered hearing Tall Stories yeah. when we were hardline. Right. And we said, I remember Neil pulling over and going, man, Steve Perry's going to be pissed. Because <laughs> this guy sounded, I he's, mean, he was, he was amazing. He, I mean, the I yeah. remember the album. If you, when you pulled the the uh, little album cover out, you know the inside booklet, yeah. it looked like Escape. They were like posing, like they were running, and I was like, "This yep. guy is trying to be like Steve Perry." Yeah, not dude, knowing, he, he nailed it. Not he was more of a bluesy. Ago. Yeah, well, yeah, to me, Steve uh, Jerry was more um, like blues. He was more like a Paul Rogers, yes, kind of voice. He had that. He had those, those kind of licks. Where Perry was more R and B, more That's Sam Cooke, you know, with that kind of vibe. So, you know, Steve was able to do both of that, which was really cool, you know? He, I remember, though, and I remember now I was thinking about when I first heard the song, I was at the mall, and I heard the first little guitar part of Remember Me, and yep. I knew right away it was Journey. I said, dog yep. on it, they got Steve uh, Perry back. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be, and I heard, Remember Me. You know, yep. I was like, oh, the harmony. I was like, yes. Yeah. They're back. I remember where I was, dude, when I got the call. Neil, it was, um, gosh. February sixteenth, nineteen ninety eight. I was at my dad's house. My dad was gone. He was on. He was going on vacation with his. Uh, hold on a second. No, 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 Louis. Don't drink that. I got to talk to my dog no. here. Come on, Louis. Don't on, do Louis. it, Louis. No, he was drinking some like dirty water. I'm like, what are oh, you doing, God. little man? Let okay. him drink anyway. all that. Okay. The, 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 he drinks <laughs> no, Drano. He's, he's still a baby. He's still a baby. He's oh. about maybe four months old. So he's <laughs> he's still a little munchkin, but oh, yeah, okay. little French bulldog. Oh. But anyway, I remember Neil calling me. Hey, man, I, we were wondering if you'd like to join Journey. And, and I said, dude, are you kidding? It'd be an honor. He goes, well, it's without Steve Perry. Are you still interested? I'm like, no. it doesn't matter who's singing. I, I love Steve Perry. I would love to work with him, but I want to play for a journey. Yes, oh, I do. And, um, you know, we ended up flying down the end of February. I met Steve Jerry for the first time. We did a photo shoot. And then we flew to New York, I think a week after that, and recorded Remember Me. And, and, and I guess that's probably my favorite song with steve on here i, I mean oh. I, you know it's just i love it i guess i was Dude, just he, hooked you know yeah me too i mean we remember i remember us hearing that after after it was done and we listened back it's like, wow such wow a, the such chemistry a, was right oh, everything was right bro it was you know and here's the thing and, and you know like all the steve perry fans and and you know they love steve and but they gotta understand you know life goes on and even though yeah you know he is journey you know he always be and yes. but Steve Jerry was like he was he kept it going and that's what Arnell is doing you know you keep it oh, going yeah. and I'm thinking yep. not to say I mean I'm hoping you know I haven't stopped believing that maybe one day he could at least do a song what do you think about yeah. that you think he would ever oh I think dude, he would. I, don't, I, I you I know I would. I would hope that he I would, would hope. But, you know I think Steve I, I, I this is just my opinion okay. of course you know I have no facts or anything but I think he's over it bro you he's like so? you know what I did it it was great, but here I am at 69 or 70. I don't know how old he is, but you know, and I, and I, he put traces out mm -hmm. and it was freaking brilliant. 
I don't care. You know, it's not the same that we remember, right. but it's still that voice, dude. It's like Frank Sinatra, dude. Yeah, he was great in his heyday and stuff, but I'm telling you, at 79, 80 years old, he still sounded freaking like Frank. And that's all it was, man, you know? And that and that's awesome. I mean, I, in the fact that, I mean, and you're singing these songs, too, I'm, you know, and I know you with, uh, I've got the videos of you doing, what was it, like uh, Still They Riot or something like that, yeah. or maybe yeah. uh, um, Mother, Father. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother, Father, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, dude, oh, thank you. Oh. That was some cool stuff, dude. Oh, no, you know what? I, and I miss it. I, I'm not going to lie. I miss, I miss doing those songs. I miss being in the band. I mean, you, I, I would be lying to say if I didn't. And, oh, yeah, it's all good. But you know, it is what but it you, is. Yeah. And I'm bummed out. I mean, it was my choices and my decisions and my actions that, that caused me to lose that. Right. But uh, I miss them. You know, I miss wow. the music. I miss the guys. Of course. Man. And, you know, and that's another thing. I was thinking about the songs. When did they realize that you could sing? You said you started singing when you were younger, but how come you didn't ever sing with those guys Like in, until I think it was um, Generations, I think, was the first album? Yeah. Well, you know what it was? I mean, Neil knew I could sing. The band, Neil and John knew I could sing in bad English. Because there was one part, they were, we were doing Best of What I Got, a demo of it. Yeah. We were demoing up songs, and, and they and they looked at me and they said, can you sing? I said, well, I can try. I mean, because I, you know, I said, sure, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And uh, I went out and did the high part to best of what I got. And I could see all four of those guys high-fiving <laughs> each other like, in yes. the control room. They're like, oh, my God, the guy can sing, too? What the hell? So <laughs> it happened when, when Stevie had some, some vocal issues. He was, you know, just having a hard time. It was rough. We were touring a lot. And they said, well, you know, why don't you, you know, sing a couple songs, you know, just to give him a little bit of a break. So I ended up singing Mother Father. That was the first one. And um, it just grew into that, you know. And I was mm. very fortunate. Dude, it was an honor, an honor to sing those songs because i love perry well i remember the uh the song uh, better life and when i heard yeah. that song that was the best song on that album to me i mean oh dude, i mean and honestly I, I mean i think that to me now this is me talking i think it's yeah. the most underrated journey song like ever i think oh, that, dude. That, i mean but i love that song and i'm thinking oh, this song should have been a hit yeah. I, I well, you know, it, you know, it was the powers that be at that time, and I, and I, I was grateful to even get to sing one song on that record. Yeah. I was really fortunate. Um, but of course, I listen. I, I, it's hard for me to listen to it now. Going, man, I could have, I could have done so much better. And yeah. and you know, it's one of those things. I have a really hard time listening back to uh, myself, even in the studio with like Revolution Saints. Oh my gosh, dude, <laughs> I, I can't hear it. I, it's hard for me. I'd like, oh, I could have done that better. Oh, that sucks. Oh, I hate that inflection. Oh, why didn't I do this? I, I, I pick it apart right. so I don't listen to my stuff. But my voice, drumming wise, I'll listen back. Right. I but, can't but do it vocals, either. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't like stand it. my voice, dude. I can't stand the way I sound. It's just one of those things. And meanwhile, millions of people are loving it. Uh, oh, I know, I mean, <laughs> dude. I, you know how you, fortunate man. I am, dude. You Thanks. know how fortunate, and I don't take it for granted. I'm so grateful for the fans and the people that that stuck with me, you know, during some of the roughest times of my life, and and they've still been there, and that's huge. And I'm I'm grateful that D and I are still here. We're still together. Um, you know, we're not perfect, but you know what? It's a lot better than it was. <laughs> hey, man, you, you just gotta keep going up and up and up. And yes, up. sir. Yes, sir. Well, uh, you're uh. And you did some stuff with the Revolution Saints, and you've got some yep. new music, uh, recent music, I guess you could say, with those yeah. guys. Yeah, that record came out, I think, uh, the beginning of this year. Or was it Was it this year? I don't remember. I don't even remember. Or no, beginning of 19? I don't even remember. Year, it's been, <laughs> but, you know, 
It's been um, a long year. I'm, I'm a full-time member of the Daisy, so I couldn't really, we, you know, we don't tour. That's that's the problem with Revolution Saints. We never toured. We never did shows because Jack, of course, is busy with Night Ranger. Doug and I have the Dead Daisies. That's our priority. So it's like, well, eh, you know, it's a fun record to do. They're fun to do, but I don't think we'll be doing it anymore. I think that the Rise was the last one we'll ever do I think together. That was it. Oh, hold on a second. Louie, what's wrong? What's Louis. wrong, buddy? <laughs> it's my boy. <laughs> no, 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 Bear. No, I can't let you in. You'll go crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, man, I gotta, I gotta get going here pretty soon. I gotta, yeah. I gotta start helping doing well, something. <laughs> yeah, well, you gotta go move some boxes. Oh, I won't keep yes, or anything. Uh, no, you're all good, Gary. Thank you for doing this, man. Yeah. I really appreciate. Oh man, it. no, thank you. I when I, I called you the first time, I got a fax machine. I was like, I know it's just a fax, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, it gets worse, but anyway, yeah, it, it gets worse. But I appreciate you talking. I, I'll be talking to you soon. I, you, you can, you know, yes. I'll you call know you I'm at, at 3 o'clock in the morning. Call me. Yeah, you call me anytime, bro. I'm up at 6 every morning, 7 o'clock. Do my meditation and then run for the day. There you go. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. All right, brother. Take care of yourself, man. Be right. safe out there. COVID be damned, people. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks All a right, lot. Dave. Take care, brother. All right, bye. Bye-bye.